Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Welcome back. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Good. How was your day yesterday? Uh, it was very good. So I had the big, the big C. The, uh, I shouldn't say the big C. That misleads no, people into thinking it's something else. Time. We're trying to avoid the big C. Right. Uh, I had I had a colonoscopy yesterday. For those Which of you who just... you know who love talking about that kind I of know, thing, at 6, I know, I know, I know. People just love it. Yep. Oh, I know. Like that's all my buddies talk about now. Me and my buddies is our health, our ailments, you know, our it's, my CPAP, my sleep apnea. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. I hang out with my mom a lot. So physical ailments and politics are the big popular topics. Oh, lovely. <laughs> oh, what's she, how's she feeling about Ukraine? Oh, she's very concerned about what's going on over there. Yeah. Well, good reason. Yeah. yeah. She's not alone. No, but uh, yeah. One, one small polyp. That was it. That was it. Well, congratulations. Come a long way, baby. When do you got to go back again? Five years. Wow. Yeah, they had me on the three-year plan and uh, you graduated. promoted me to the five. So. We'll see what happens when you clean up your diet. You're not kidding. <laughs> so big step, big step. Happy about that. Good to be back. Fritz is off the next couple of days. She's in Vegas, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll hear from her because she's going to see uh, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic, yeah, that's the plan. That's pretty exciting. That so. is very cool. It's time to start the daily routine. Hard work, work. Hard work being here, but it's an honor. Hard work, work. We're here as a result of hard work. Hard work, work. Hard work. You're a desk jockey. Hard work, work. I'd love to stay. But I've got work to do. Hard work, work. It's a dirty, rotten job. But somebody's got to do it. Can we start this show now? We already did, bud. Showtime. Okay. So, looks like Wendy Williams is out. Uh, We'll give you the story there going on also rosie o'donnell meeting nick jonas and kind of put her foot in her mouth <laughs> tell you all about that here in a minute yeah it's funny it is funny i have audio of that too but first let's begin this hour's e-news with aaron Rodgers this morning yeah we we had heard last week that he and shailene woodley had broken up but those were all based on anonymous sources, and we never did hear anything official from the pair. So now we've got a new Instagram post by Aaron, and it's muddying the waters big time. It's all about gratitude, and it includes a picture of him snuggling with Shailene in the caption. He thanks several people, including her. Hmm. He says, thanks for letting me chase after you the first couple of months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you, and I am grateful for you. That sounds like a goodbye. You think so? Yeah. A beautiful, sweet goodbye. Well, then yesterday, he was on the Pat McAfee show. Is it McAfee or McAfee? We'll go with McAfee. You think so? Probably. Well, he was gushing about her. On that show yesterday. I've learned so much from her. Uh, she's just an incredible woman. Taught me what 
unconditional love looks like. You know, it's a great gift. When you have a partner like that, it just makes life so much more enjoyable. And living a life of gratitude is such an important way to keep that joy in your life. You know, one thing that, that I am sad about and I definitely apologetic is I didn't realize in the midst of, of the COVID conversations how much my situation was affecting my loved ones, uh, the people that support me and love me and, and check on me and take care of me. But I, I am very sorry to those those people, you know, Shay and my loved ones and my and my agents. I didn't realize the kind of shrapnel they'd be taking. And I never meant to get you in the middle of it, but you got into it by proxy because of your relationships with me. Wow, that's very nice. Yep. He said, I love you guys. I appreciate the support. Okay. So it sure sounds to me like they're still together. Or maybe working. Maybe he's trying to keep it together, maybe. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe yeah. a last-ditch effort there. Yeah. yeah. A new study found that Viagra could be a life-changing drug for dogs. <laughs> This inspired Viagra to come up with some new slogans. Viagra, the dog days are over, but the dog nights are just beginning. <laughs> Viagra, knick-knack, paddywhack, give your dog a bone. According to a new survey, 59% of Americans prefer for toilet paper to be hung so that the next sheet comes from over the roll. And somehow, that 59% are... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. All married to the other 41%. Well, this is going viral. A journalist in Ukraine was reporting the news on the Russia crisis in six different languages. There's been a war with Russian-backed forces. Uh, he also knows six different ways to say, I'm ready to leave Ukraine now. Okay. According to the latest numbers, more than half of unemployed American men in their 30s have criminal records, also vinyl ones. 639, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Mainly cloudy skies today. It'll be colder for sure. And then a late night wintry mix sets up, which ought to be fun tomorrow morning. High of 40 today. Right now it's 31 at Q102. So Rosie O'Donnell saw Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra at a dinner in Nobu, Malibu. And quickly embarrassed herself because she thought Priyanka was Deepak Chopra's daughter. Oh, geez. So Rosie was out with his with her son, her, his girlfriend, and Fran Drescher, who she said she also embarrassed. She said, so when I said hi, Nick Jonas, you were great in Kingdom, and hi, Priyanka, I know your dad. She goes, you do? Who's my dad? And I'm like, Deepak? She's like, no. And oh, Chopra God. is a common name. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. So Rosie posted a TikTok apologizing for the mix-up. 
Only it didn't come off very heartfelt because she said, Nick Jonas, I apologize. And to the Chopra wife, I apologize too. Oh, jeez. It's me, Rosie O'Donnell, and I just embarrassed my son and his girlfriend, Teresa, and Fran Drescher. Because seated next to us at Nobu was Nick Jonas and his wife, someone Chopra, which I always assumed was Deepak Chopra's daughter. So when I said, hi, Nick Jonas, you were great in Kingdom, and hi, I know your dad. She goes, you do? Who's my dad? And I'm like, Deepak. She's like, no, and Chopra is a common name. I was like, (laughs) I felt so embarrassed. All right, so Nick Jonas, I apologize, and to uh, the Chopra wife, I apologize too. <laughs> no idea what Priyanka's first name is. I don't think. No, <laughs> no that's idea. That's honest. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, I could see how she would make that assumption. You know, being in California, right? You know, that's where Deepak hangs out most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what you know, you find yourself in that situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, at least she apologized publicly. I mean, she probably could have done or said nothing, and no one would have been the wiser. Sure, yeah, sure. But it's funny. <laughs> it it feels like we still don't know exactly what's wrong with Wendy Williams or how serious it is. But her producers have decided they cannot wait around any longer. Sherry Shepard has officially been named her replacement. She'll take over Wendy's time slot this fall with a new show called Sherry. Sherry issued a statement saying, OMG, I'm so excited to have my dream come true and debut my very own talk show, Sherry, in the fall. I can't wait to return to New York and host the show and merge everything I love, pop culture, talk, entertainment, and comedy. Okay. All right. So Wendy's rep claims she understands their decision. Uh, her rep said, but, but after he said that, uh, Wendy posted a message saying she never authorized him to speak about it. So he may be fired Mm. and this could get interesting. Yeah. What? Ugh. I feel bad for her. Yeah. I I I mean, she's got a lot of things going on. I mean, there is drug addiction there, uh, but she has Graves disease and hyperthyroidism and a bunch of other health Issues. Yeah, she's, I mean, how many she's times suffering. Is, how many times has she passed out on camera? Yeah. Oh, has it been more than Ugh. once? I remember the one where she it was dressed up like, like the Statue of Liberty. I, has that happened more than once? It feels like. Well, I know she's had issues like while, we, while recording her show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I feel for her. Same. Big time. Hmm. All right. The U.S. women's soccer team reached an agreement to end their battle with the U.S. Soccer Federation over equal pay. The payers, the players are going to split a $22 million settlement, which is about a third of what they'd sought in damages. Another $2 million is going to be set aside to benefit players in their post-soccer careers and to help grow the sport for women, which, you know, it's not that much money, but it's something. Yeah. Right. But the big thing was the USSF also committed to providing equal pay for the women's and men's national teams, including World Cup bonuses. So going forward, they will be making the same amount of money. Oh, wow. That's great. As uh, as the men will be. So that is cool. I love that. I know it.
meanwhile, anyone who loves The Office, watches The Office, is into The Office knows. I know Tim loves The Office as much as I do, although I think you love it even more because you've seen probably every episode at least three times. Right? At least three, yeah. yeah. Although now that it's on uh, the streaming thing that we don't pay for, we haven't watched it in a while. But right. we did really watch it a lot. Well, you know, Kevin from The Office is famous for his chili. <laughs> yes, he is. He was actually in town at a chili cook-off a couple years ago down yeah. in OTR. And, and he's mostly famous for spilling his chili. But <laughs> if, if you've ever wanted to make Kevin's chili for yourself, now you can because there is an official Kevin's chili recipe, but it's hidden. It is hidden in the Peacock Streaming Services Terms of Use section. Huh. Proof hmm. positive, no one ever reads the terms of service, ever. Because somebody probably would have noticed it by now. The boyfriend of TikTok user Mackenzie Floyd figured this out somehow, and she posted a video of herself scrolling through it on her TV. You can also find it on Peacock's official site. If you go to the bottom of the page and click Terms of Use, you'll actually find it under Heading 9, which is entitled Third-Party Authentication, Third-Party Services. So maybe that's a way to get people to actually read the Terms of Use? recipes Hmm. may not be a bad idea you know stick something in there Uh, like chuck laurie at the end of every uh sitcom like he he's been involved with a lot of them but two and a half men is probably his most successful that comes to mind there's always like a card at the very end of the show when they're doing the credits and and it doesn't even appear for a second it's maybe like a split second but if you freeze your dvr on that on that goodbye card and it says chuck laurie productions and it has like what appears to be this long disclaimer it's always something super funny and entertaining or a story that he told about the making of that episode hmm. oh, that's cool yeah a little mm-hmm. hidden easter egg so you have to the, pause the, have time to read it all yeah in all of the chuck at the very end of any chuck laurie sitcom huh pretty cool that is cool well uh the oscars always just goes on and on and on forever. And it seems like there are so many awards that they hand out that outside of the people who are up for the awards or maybe involved in the movies for those particular awards have any interest in stuff like documentary short, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound. Well, all those ones I just listed... The Oscars are going to be presenting those awards before the live broadcast and then edit them in. So if someone who wins one of those gets up and gives a 10-minute thank you speech, they can trim it down down and hopefully it'll make the Oscar the whole show a lot shorter so people, more people will watch it and hang in there. You know, and that's probably good for the recipient as well, because sometimes I'm sure, you know, they go up there and they're like, oh, God, you know, they see it on TV and they're like, why didn't you shut me up? Why didn't somebody pull me off the stage? I rambled so much. So, you know, if they're if there's an edited down version of it, it's it's the best of their 60 seconds or whatever. Yeah. I mean, if they could get that whole show down to to two hours, like do one hour of red carpet so we see what everybody's wearing and then just do the six, eight or ten biggest awards. Best actor, best actress, best picture. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, keep it and move. 
Right. It might not be so bad. Yeah, because I'm not against the idea of having the awards ceremony in the first place. You know, we have awards ceremonies in our industry. Mm-hmm. We just don't broadcast them on the radio and expect everybody who's not in the business to find them interesting. Right. You want to cheat with me? You better give me two weeks notice, okay? Because you got to give me time to go shopping for new underwear. <laughs> I've been with the same dude for the last 10 years. So all my underwear looks like it's been snacked on by rats. <laughs> Just looks like wardrobe from Les Miserables, okay? Like the tattered tail of a pirate ship. The elastic, gone. Gone! So the crotch area hangs about five inches below my actual... Like a Indiana Jones suspension bridge. Like a hammock in the blue bayou, okay? <laughs> Let me know. So I got time to go to Target and get that sweet 5 for 20 exhilaration panty deal. That was Ali Wong, by the way, from her 2022 Netflix special, Don Wong. And I have your three headlines here. Two fake, one real. You pick the real one. And we send it in the Home and Garden Show? Yep. yep. Wow. Want to go? I would. I'll get in trouble. I'll be there this weekend. I'll see all kinds of things I want. And it runs through the following weekend at the Duke Energy Center. You can shop, compare, save local trusted experts in remodeling kitchens and baths, landscaping, and more. Wow. Yeah. He did that all off the top of his head. He's good. Well, he's been there before. Right. He's the expert. We're going to be redoing our kitchen. I got to go get some ideas. Got to check it out. Q102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, it's Becky. Hey, good morning, Becky. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you? I'm doing good for Wednesday. That's good to hear. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, we want to send you to the Home and Garden Show. You think there's anything there you might want to take a look at? Of course there is. I know, right? (laughs) Spend the whole flipping day. Just tell us which one of these headlines is the real one, okay? Okay. Is it A, man spends $678 at Walmart, takes everything to his car, then goes back in and steals a can of soup? Is it B, two guys ordered Subway, paid, ate it, then robbed the place? Or C, woman at CVS pays $200 for her prescriptions, then steals a big box of condoms on her way out? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with B. Yes, you're right. Way to go, way to go. Absolutely. Make sure you swing by the Q102 tent and get an autographed picture from Tim and Chris of Resist the Board. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Is Chris going to be there? Chris should be there with you. He probably will go, yeah. yeah. Well, this story reminds me of that opening scene in Pulp Fiction when Pumpkin and Honey Bunny are finishing up a meal at a diner and they decide to rob that very diner. Mm-hmm. Well, two men went to a subway in New Orleans on Sunday evening. They ate their sandwiches, then went back up to the counter and held the place up. They pulled guns, demanded money out of the register, <laughs> and then ran off. They're still on the loose. It's unclear how much they got away with. Or if the police have any suspects, the cashier was not hurt. But just imagine it. They walk up. Mm-hmm. They go through the ordering process. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Italian herbs and cheese bread, no green peppers on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, uh, I would like that toasted, please. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. And then they pay. And they're sitting there eating, just like regular customers. Yeah. And they're thinking maybe, you know, well, we just coughed up $20 for these subs. <laughs> 
This place probably has a lot of 20s in that register. They're casing the joint. They're sitting there. They're eating their meal, and they're watching. They're Looking watching people pay with yeah. cash. Let's do this. Yeah. But now, those places are just, the surveillance is everywhere, right? They, I would think so. Anymore, where, you know, where are you not being filmed or followed? Yeah. Then again, despite everything they thought through, there's always one major big detail they probably didn't. Yep. It is Wednesday, 223 of 2022. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, so yesterday uh, was 222-22, one of those cool numbers, dates that everyone goes crazy for, and even wilder, it was a Tuesday, or as people were calling it, Tuesday. T-W-O. So here's a roundup of some internet highlights. For starters, five twos is exceptional, but calling calling it a rare palindrome is a little selective. The zero of the month, O2, was not included. Neither mm-hmm. were the first two digits of the year, like they were on February 2nd of 2020, or 02022020. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if we're not counting zeros just three weeks ago, we had 2222. Mm-hmm. Selective palindromes aren't that rare. There will be five digit palindromes every day this week. Uh, today is. 22322 and the next seven digit palindrome will happen next March 320 2023 but the next eight digit one is eight years away uh 0302 2030 there you go in any event it was an extra special day for one family in North Carolina who welcomed a baby girl not only on 22222 but at 222 a.m. oh boy and guess what she was born in room number 2 how perfect is that they decided not to give her a funky name like Tuesday and instead went with Judah Grace Spear. Judah Grace Spear. Judah Grace Spear. Judah Grace Spear. Uh, also in Sacramento, California, 222 couples participated in a wedding at the state capitol. The ceremony started at 2 p.m. and concluded at 2.22 p.m. <laughs> It's also been a mad rush on Vegas weddings and in other cities as well. Wait a minute. Where is Fritch? Ooh, wouldn't that be something? Scott didn't go with her to Vegas. No, he? he's no. off on a some. Uh, They're in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan doing a uh, oh guys weekend. snowmobile a snowmobile weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She wanted nothing to do with that, did she? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. On Google yesterday, users who typed two twenty two twenty two into the search bar were greeted with confetti and a sign reading "Happy Tuesday to you." Get it? Two T W O Z Tuesday to the numeral two U. Clever. And for what it's worth, some people were convinced that Jesus would make his return to Earth on T W O's day, <laughs> possibly signaling the end of the world. Yeah, but that did not happen. I think we got a little ways to go yet. Uh, of course, two twenty two twenty two is also National Margarita Day, so. I don't know. Maybe he did come back and just got distracted. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So here we are. It's 2.23. We can turn our attention now to other things like the one clothing item you lose more than any other. Yeah. It's your socks, right? It's usually the sock, that one sock. Yeah. I got, like, my sock drawer, one whole side of it is just, like, lonely. Randos. Randoms, yes. Because you anticipate them finding their way back. I'll just well, they got to be around somewhere. Of yes. course, it's, it's in gonna that sh- house. It'll show up. 
they'll show up. Yeah. I don't know why I can't do what I've done for my kid. I went and got him one of those bags. It's like a zipper bag. It's like mesh. And I put all, or he puts all of his socks in the bag. And then you just throw the whole bag in the washing machine. Yeah. And that way you don't lose any. Cause it's a, it is a major traumatic event when socks, his socks get lost in our house. So we needed to remedy that issue. I get it. It makes me crazy too, in a weird way. I mean, these mm-hmm. are just cheap white gym socks. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I get them in like these 12 packs at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Yet it bugs me if I'm missing just one. Yeah. Yeah. Because and he- my sock drawer is no longer orderly. <laughs> so I completely relate to his. Yeah. Well, his are all different. You know, he's got, yesterday he wore socks that had coffee mugs all over them. I mean, he's got. Funny socks and funky socks, and you add personality to it. Sleeping socks. There's a ton of personality. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on average, we will do thirteen thousand loads of laundry in our <sighs> lifetime. That's a lot of laundry. Uh, through all those loads, the average person will ruin ninety-five pieces of clothing by washing whites with darker collars mm-hmm. or by not choosing the appropriate settings. I made a mistake once where. I washed all of my jeans in one load. I was all proud of myself because mm-hmm. I was separating colors. So I washed all of my jeans in one load. Mm-hmm. They were doing, I don't do it very often. I don't, you know, I'm, right. I'm kind of of the wash them as little as possible to maintain the right integrity, quality, and dye of the jeans. Sure. So I wash the jeans and then I take them out, toss them in the dryer, and I follow that with whites. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't think that there would be some dye residue, residue on the inner lining of the washer drum. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to wipe it down? Or are you supposed to like run a load without any clothes in it? Or or just follow it with other darks, with I other guess. Darks. Just run it. But even then, like sometimes that's not enough. I mean, some of the dyes are really strong. So sometimes wiping it does help. But you have to do that for both if you use the dryer. And why would you with jeans? I know that that's some people want to shrink them. It depends. Well, maybe. Let me let me get on a rant here for a second. Oh boy. Regular jeans got denim. New jeans got some sort of stretchy stuff in it. Right. Uh-huh. Which can be nice. But if you're someone that likes to wear your jeans maybe let's say 5 to 10 times and then wash them, mm-hmm. you can't really do that with the stretchies because they're falling off your waist yeah. because they so you got to put them in the dryer. Mm-hmm. To kind of tighten get, them back get up, get their form back. Yeah, but regular jeans, I hang them. But the stretchy jeans, I dry them. Does that make sense? Yes. I just love watching men do laundry in general. It's it's yeah, it's the way it happens at our yeah. house. <laughs> Towels, whites, everything else, uh, cold go. water, <laughs> everything. We have a laundry chute in our house. I oh, love man. laundry chutes. Those yeah. are cool, amazing. Yeah, really makes it easy. Yes, beautiful technology. Yeah. <laughs> But for things like jeans or for, like, nice button-downs, I will ruin them. I don't trust myself with them. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I won't take the time to iron them and make them look as nice as tight cleaners up the hill will. Yeah, 100%. So I just go to them for stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, nine times out of ten, like, if I do find that missing sock, it's usually because the static cling, like, it's on the inside of one of my shirts. Yeah. That I couldn't find. Yeah, have you ever, like, been halfway through your day when a pair of underwear falls out the ankle of your jeans. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, it's actually happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's stuck on stuck yeah. on the back. It's like what is the ah? Uh-uh. 
Right. What's it doing? I've been walking around all day. I was wondering where these were. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's pretty great. All right, what else do we have here? Let's talk about math here for just a moment. In every math class across America, dating back decades, you'll hear someone muttering, Oh, my God, when am I ever going to use this? This is so mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, in a new poll, 40% of adults say they do not feel confident about using numbers in their everyday lives. And 20% would even avoid jobs that could involve dealing with numbers often. But people are willing to learn, at least now that they're realizing they need to. And about, oh, just under 40% say access to those online, those helpful online tools would be helpful. And 25% think that clear explanations would make them feel more comfortable dealing with numbers. There you go. There you have it. Yeah, especially when it comes to like measuring stuff, you know, with, with the renovations and the projects that you do. Mm-hmm. But I guess you have computer programs for that, right? There, you'd be surprised how much you do just like old-fashioned on the spot or maybe on graph paper because it just that's maybe how my brain works. But then you can enter it in different programs and, yeah. you know. Yeah, see, I always loved math, and I find it very useful. Uh, sales, 20% off, 30% <laughs> off, yes. buy one, get one free, buy two, get one free. You know, you figure out how much each one is costing you. Yeah. I like that. I, I use it. More than I ever thought I would. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff, the measurements and the, the you know, area. I got to find out area. I'm gotta, we got to tile this shower wall. Mm-hmm. How much do I need? Mm-hmm. Length time, times width. Yeah. But uh, some of the geometry stuff, not so much. Geometry. Yeah. You do like They're fractions trig. and stuff. <laughs> I like fractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like if you're trying to measure a room, a tight room. You know, I because I had like a really small, I've had a couple of really small apartments where I'm trying to measure for a piece of furniture that I'm not so sure is going to fit in there. How accurate are those laser They've gotten things? better. They've gotten better. Have they? Yeah. If you buy one and it's six bucks, I think you're rolling the dice. Yeah. Uh, the one on my phone, because now Apple has one that just comes with your phone. It's like uh, one of the Apple apps. You know, like compass, mm-hmm. measure, tape, tape measure, whatever. Eh, I don't know if I Not always so trust it. Right. I got the old. We always. We, I have a, t- a regular tape measure in the truck, <laughs> in Chris's Jeep, at home, at work, in my drawer. At you work. got multiples. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. On another matter, if you discovered something that could allow you to travel forward in time. Or backward in time, which way would you go? Ooh. You know, I would probably go forward because I'm just so darn curious how this is all, everything's going to turn out. I want to see. Yeah, it's 50-50, actually. Uh, 49% of people would rather, would prefer to travel back in time. And I'm one of them, so I'll explain why here in a sec. And 30% would jump forward, and then the remaining 21% are undecided. Uh, but it's interesting because if you break it down, men were more likely to want to travel forward in time, maybe because of that same curiosity that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, old people were less likely to want to travel forward. And I guess that's me. I guess I'm in the old people category because just for the sake of nostalgia, I'd love to hang out in the 80s for a while. 
and then I'd like to hang out in the 70s for a while. And I'd like to hang out in the 60s because I was too young. You know, I was born in the late 60s, so I, I wouldn't, I don't really have any memories of that, but I've seen enough shows that, boy, it'd be really cool to just kind of walk around a city street like in the 1960s and just kind of see what use it was like. that technology and just kind of live that for yeah. a day would be kind of neat. Yeah. See, I'm just so darn curious because we have so many people right now that believe they are on the right side of history, right? That they are, that what they're doing right now is the right thing. Oh, we always do. Right. We always so, think we're so much more evolved than those who came before us. And so I want to go forward and see who actually is. <laughs> right. Y'all were who was, wrong. Who was getting it right? Yeah, you we know? were all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know. And it'd be cool to like wear the clothes too. Or, of the or, 80s and 90s? Yeah, or to turn on the radio, you know, and hear the music that they were playing back then. Or, or hear like the DJs. watch TV shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just go to a diner, use a payphone. <laughs> when you said, it'd be cool to wear the clothes, and I immediately went back to, like, revolutionary times. I'm like, I don't know. That seemed like a lot of buttons, Jeff. <laughs> like a lot I'm of not buttons. putting on a corset. A yeah, and a lot of ruffles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True story. Uh, oh, this is great. Okay, so these potholes are crazy. We talk about these potholes every year. They're bad this year. They are they bad are this bad. year. Extra They're worse bad. this year. Yeah. And is it because of the temperature fluctuations, you think? It's Probably. because we've had Part these warm spells, yeah. and then it's cold again, and then it's warming in. Today, it's colder. And then once we get through this cold snap, we got this wintry mix moving through, and then things are supposed to warm up again later this weekend. And I want to put a pothole alert out right now. On Clifton, yeah, between Lafayette and the bottom of the hill, down by the city center Kroger off Mitchell, there is one that would swallow a metro bus. Oh boy! It will wreck your car. It has got to be at least three feet deep. Oh really? And about uh, probably about this big, about wow. the size of a kiddie pool. Jeez, that's a problem. Okay, going up the hill. Somebody right? needs to put something in there. Is it visible? Like, can you see it, or does when, it sneak up on you? In the middle, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I know. So, anyway, we were dodging them yesterday out and about. She was driving me around because I had my colonoscopy, so I couldn't drive because there may have been some propofol in my system. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. And, uh, anyway, this nasty pothole was causing major problems for drivers on a country road near Youngstown, Ohio, on Monday. Apparently, at least eight cars pulled over with tire damage within a short amount of time. So a local police officer sprang into action. He couldn't patch the pothole himself because he's, you know, he's not carrying around asphalt, but he did the next best thing. He temporarily filled it with a couple of phone books that he saw lying along the side of the road. (laughs) It's something. (laughs) I got a phone book in the mail last week and I'm like, they still send these things out. They do. They still make the. I mean, they're not as big as they used to be, but they're still. But they still make them. I didn't even open it up. Do do they have people's phone numbers in there, or is it all businesses now? Still people. I mean, it depends on what you get, but yeah, I mean, we still get the big, thick one with the white and yellow pages. Oh wow! And that's what blows me away. As I look at the yellow pages, people are paying for these ads. (laughs) How much? I wonder. What's crazy is a lot of people don't necessarily know they're paying for it. Like if you're a business, a business person, you know, you own your business and Mm -hmm. you pay these bills every year, and you've been doing it for twenty years, thirty years. It's just part of the package you pay for. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But hey, I guess you know maybe maybe there was a neighborhood phone book delivery or something. He saw them laying on the side of the road, so he dropped them inside the pothole and. (laughs) Uh, he, he, oh, and he also placed a cone 
next to the hole. And then he helped a few people change their tires. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. We don't get eight or ten in one pothole within a 15-minute period. I'm assuming people are coming down the street, and they're all on their way to work, and the pothole was deep. I mean, I end up finding it. I was able to put a phone book in it and put a cone in it just to alleviate a little bit of it for the time and help people change some tires. Sergeant Rick John there talking about his innovative stop-gap solution. The road has since been patched. Good. They're out there. I mean, I see the crews. They're working as fast mm-hmm. as they can, but, you know, they can't fix it if they don't know about it. Yeah. And think of how many times, you know, you've dodged one or you've gone around one and, you know, you're like, oh, somebody needs to tell someone about that. And Isn't there a number? Leave it to the Didn't next there guy. used to be a number to call in Hamilton County or somewhere? Was it the city of Cincinnati? We used to have a phone number to call to report potholes. Or was that a fake commercial that we made that was really funny? No, there is one. <laughs> and the way it works is, I guess, like, uh, you know, they have a certain amount of time to repair it before. I mean, they actually have to respond to it within a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can look it up for you since you asked. Cincinnati Pothole Report. As passionate as you guys were about potholes, I thought maybe you had that number memorized. I, don't. <laughs> I can give you the city of Cincinnati. It's 591 6000. 591 6000. Yeah, 513 I, I think they have like 48 hours to get to it or something like that. And then what happens if they don't? Well, then you're entitled. So if if you if you're it's my understanding that if your car is damaged. okay, And that pothole was reported after a certain amount of time, they could be on the hook for it. Gotcha. For your repair. Don't quote me on the. Yes. Please do your own research. (laughs) Don't quote me on that statute of limitations because I'm not sure. But yeah, there's a policy in place. Well, I mean, how many people do they have on staff? You know, how big of a. Not enough. Yeah, how many cars and trucks they got out there fixing them? How many? What's the manpower? Oh, my goodness. We need more. Get me started on that. And the mail, the U.S. mail, postal service. I mean, we get our mail literally when it's dark out. Mm. Wow. Yeah, ours was late yesterday. Oh, and some days we don't get it at all. Same. I, I get mail probably three days a week. And I've just really? I've just succumbed to when I go out and sidebar, I love getting mail. So that's like my favorite part of the day. Go down to the mailbox, see what mm-hmm. we got. Yeah. Uh, and so I've just got, eh, it was there yesterday, so I probably won't see it for a couple of days. Wow. No, I mean, a lot of it has been staffing issues because in January, you know, when everybody was going down with Omicron, it, it just mm-hmm. really wreaked havoc anyway. But uh, yeah. You know, and it's funny, like, when you consider what people still use the mail for, you know, it's not just bills, like, businesses rely on them for business documents and court documents, and those of us who are working on settling a loved one's estate, all of the documentation that's required for handling this account or that account, signatures that are needed, I mean, we still need our mail. And Well, tax stuff, people have been waiting for all of their their paperwork that they get in order to do their taxes. Right. I'm still waiting on two of mine. Yeah. That should have been here three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, not everyone, you know, can afford the the cost of using FedEx or UPS. Yeah. Well, don't get me started there. I know. And you can't appreciate how awesome a dog is as a kid. You can only do it as an adult. As a kid, there's like no frame of reference. It's like you're a kid. Your whole life is awesome. It's awesome, right? You ever think about being a kid? You had no money. You had no ID, no cell phone, no nothing. No keys to the house. You just ran outside into the woods. You weren't scared of nothing. 
I challenge you to do that as an adult. All your ID, all your credit card, just run out of the house, no phone. Turn the corner where you can't see your house and not have a full-on panic attack. Like, oh my God, what is something happens to me? I'll get locked up, no one will know who I am. What if I twist my ankle? Your whole life is awesome as a kid, right? You show up, no money, you just get stuff. Grilled cheese, movie tickets, right? Why wouldn't a dog be awesome? Everything is awesome. It's not till you're an adult that you appreciate it, right? Your dreams start dying, somebody cheats on you, right? And then you come home, that dog's looking at you like, dude, you're awesome. It's like, no, dude, you, you are awesome. You're the oh, it's the greatest thing ever. The guy from Leonard Skinner, uh, Ronnie Van Zandt. We did not talk about it. I saw it. Okay. But, yeah. So the childhood home of Leonard Skinner singer Ronnie Van Zant is now an Airbnb. So every Leonard Skinner fan in the world is, wants to stay there. Wants to stay there, which means they got to put Jacksonville, Florida, on their to do list because that's where it's located. Ooh, that smell! It's a little stinky there yeah. right now. I th- I always thought Leonard Skinner was a dude. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I never. It, old I, I don't remember how old I was when I realized. Oh, that's the name of a band. Yeah, that would be the <laughs> it's name. It's not of a some band. guy named Leonard. Right. <laughs> it's such a dude band. I know. It's like Rush. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. Rush and Kiss. Yep. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ronnie's brothers are current Skinner singer Johnny Van Zant and Donnie Van Zant from Thirty Eight Special. Anyway, the uh, the Van Zant House, it has a plaque in the front for being an official heritage site, and if you book it, that's pretty much that's kind of what you get is heritage because they're restoring it to what it looked like in the 1970s, including a vintage 1938 Brunswick pool table and memorabilia. That's that cool. sounds cool. But don't expect too many modern amenities, with the exception of Wi-Fi. It'll have Wi-Fi, uh, but not not a lot of modern amenities it'll sleep up to six people with three bedrooms and one and a half bathrooms and it costs 236 dollars a night which is really inexpensive for a whole house yeah yeah but so many people like were under the impression that they literally came from alabama because <laughs> no. this famous song and it's no. a great song yeah no but in a 2018 interview, Johnny said that house was our life. That neighborhood was our neighborhood. I mean, we all learned how to play drums in that house and how to swing on the swing set out there. Then that's where we learned to sing. Wow. So a lot of history went down. Yeah. Um, we stayed, when we went to Palm Springs, we stayed in a house that was once owned by Bob Hope. Huh. It was, an, it was a house he bought in the late 1940s, and he and his wife lived there, I don't know, for a while before they bought this other much larger house in the hills overlooking Palm Springs. So was the house you were in, was it fancy? Was it in a fancy neighborhood? Is it? Did it feel like someplace a celebrity would have lived? No. It's, it's in a nice neighborhood, mm-hmm. and a lot of celebrities did live in that neighborhood back in the day, but this house actually sits on two lots. It's one level. It's kind of L-shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's fairly big. And its pool is fairly large for the neighborhood because most pools in Palm Springs aren't that big. But it it has a lot of historic memorabilia that show pictures of him in the different rooms. So there's some things that they maintain, like his his tie rack, like the inside walk-in closet of the master bedroom is still Mm -hmm. as he left it with the same shelves and where he used to put his shoes and mm-hmm. uh there's like a, a wall that is just a mirror up where the headboard of the of the bed is yeah and there's a photo of him in there 
But for did the you most, did you stand there and try to summon the spirit of Bob Hope? Well, we slept there. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know the pool is still there. When you look at the pictures of him posing out by the pool, standing in front of the house, I mean, mm-hmm. the place looks the same today as it did in the 1940s. But the furniture and a lot of the amenities are updated. Yeah. You know, there was a wall knocked down to give the kitchen more of an open concept. But uh, they were able to re- preserve some of the doors that have like those old fashioned uh, handles, mm-hmm. knobs. Yeah. Um, you know, the showers are much smaller. Mm-hmm. But they're authentic, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. Was it one of those mid-century modern, totally big, big homes that that part of California is known for? Yes, okay. yeah, and the that's view cool. is just spectacular because you have the mountains and these these palm trees. They're they're not the kind of palm trees you see in Florida. These are the California style that just sprout really into the sky, super yeah. tall. Yeah, uh, but I just like it. I mean, forget about the fact that Bob Hope once owned it. Mm-hmm. Just from a nostalgia point of view, you know, that's cool. It's when you stay in a place that sort of takes you back in time, you know, mm-hmm. that brings us back to that topic we were talking about earlier about how fun would it be to be able to visit a decade for a day, you know? I definitely think if you're going to stay at an Airbnb and you, and you have time to kind of poke around and find something special, the ones that have some sort of, you know... History. History or a theme or some sort of... Something special about it. It's not just a room and a bed. Right. You know, if you have the opportunity, do that. You know, I know sometimes you can't. You're just trying to get somewhere and you need just a place to crash real quick. Sure. That's fine. But if you have a little time to mosey around and explore, mm-hmm. pick one that has some... Some some character to it. Yes. This is Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi, you're Monica. Calling 20. Hi. Today's your day, girl. This is a huge opportunity. Woo-hoo, let's do it. All right, for $10,000, Monica, what is the Q102 secret sound? Freddie Mac and Natalie at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Gardens at the Elephant Reserve watching Mai Tai, Shotzi, and Jotty get a bath using a hose and a scrub brush. The zookeepers take them inside Freddie Mac and Natalie are watching them use their trunks at the elevated hay bucket, knocking the buckets around, getting the hay, and taking the bite. One more time. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. My shorthand could keep it up with down. that. Yeah. I do. Okay. Freddie Mac and Natalie at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Gardens at the Elephant Reserve watching Mai Tai, Shotzi, and Jotty. Getting a bath using a hose and a scrub brush. The zookeepers take them inside. Freddie Mac and Natalie are watching them use their trunks at the elevated hay bucket, knocking the buckets around, getting hay, and taking a bite. I love the detail. I do too. I can see, I can just vision. You painted a beautiful picture. I can just see it. Yep. And yesterday we were very warm. Where are we today, Tim? I can smell it. You are still very warm. Still Ugh. very warm. Yeah. But not okay. correct. Ugh. I mean, it's That's somewhere. Okay. That was my partner at 340 yesterday, so uh, we're getting Oh, there. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe a smidge warmer than very warm, but not hot quite yet. Okay. Well, we'll get there. All right. We'll yes. do it again at 940. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks. Jeff is looking for a second date update with a lady named Andy. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Great. Great to talk to you guys. 
Good to talk to you. You want to take us from the beginning? Tell us how you met Andy and how that first date went. We'll go from there. Yeah, well, I just need a little help with this one because I don't know what's going on. Um, I, met, I met this woman at the Grail uh, back when the well when the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and I mean that was obviously an incredible day. We had like a, such a good uh, day, and it, the vibes were really flowing. We were really having a great time, and we watched the whole second half together. And then um, before I left that night, I got her number. So I called her the next day, and we've gotten together three times since then. And now she just basically disappeared. Mm. Wow. So three times is a lot. What'd you guys do? Uh, we went out to dinner uh, and we went out to drinks twice. And then she, oh, she took me out to a Super Bowl party at her friend's house. And that was cool because I got to meet her friends and I actually thought everything was going really great. Um, so you got along with all of her friends. Yeah. I mean, we had a great time until, you know, the game was over. <laughs> and then it was like, you know, everybody was kind of like depressed after like with how that ended, but sure. um, still like we all had a really good time up until then and it still was fun, you know, so we left the party. She wanted me to drop her off at her place. So I did. And I could tell something was like, was up with her. And she said she was just really tired and super bummed that the Bengals had lost. And like, I mean, I didn't really think much of it uh, because, you know, it was late and she had to work the next morning. So I did take her home and, we kissed goodnight, and that was the last I've seen or heard from her. So I just kind of don't know what's up, and it'd be nice to know because it seemed like we had something going on, and so yeah. I, just, I need your help. So on the first two dates, when you say, you know, after the Super Bowl game, you know, she just wanted to be dropped off, either of the other two dates had you gone inside or, you know, stayed the night? So was it kind of expected on your part that that would happen again or – no, no, I think, you know, both of us are in the mood to kind of take things slow, but we had like, you know, kissed a little bit, but you know, I, I knew that she had to work the next day and I had to work the next day too. So it was kind of one of those things that it, it was totally understandable. Like I could tell that she was bummed, but I thought it was because the, the Bengals had lost and it was just like, you know, maybe she was just tired and stuff after it. Like that was kind of an emotional roller coaster to go through and I'm like, okay, well, no big deal. But nothing felt really out of place until now her just total silence. So how would you compare the kiss you shared on Super Bowl night to your previous dates? I guess, I mean, we, I mean, I don't know want to give up way too much, but we did make out before. But, um, but this time it was just more like a kiss goodnight. You know, it wasn't, wasn't really passionate. It was just like a you know, see you later. It just seemed like today was the end of the night. We were just tired. Right. Got it. Okay. I think we got everything. We're going to take a break here, Jeff. And when we come back, we're going to call Andy and see what's going on. Maybe she's still in mourning. She might just be sad. (laughs) We all are. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll do that next. The second date update continues here at Cincinnati's Q102. So Jeff met Andy at the Holy Grail while watching the championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs. After that, they had gone on three subsequent dates, uh, drinks a couple times, went out and had dinner, and she took him to a Super Bowl party where he got to meet a bunch of her friends, and that seemed to go great until, of course, as you know, the Bengals lost, and everybody's kind of bummed and sad about that and not in the mood to party anymore. So he took her home, and there was a kiss, but it wasn't nearly as passionate as previous kisses he had had with her, but he figured, hey, we're both tired, the Bengals lost, she's bummed, I get it. 
Uh, and by the way, this is not technically a second date update. We're kind of like on the fourth date if you count the Super Bowl. So we're going to try to call her up on our phone and see if we get better results. You ready, Jeff? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hello. Hi, Andy. Uh, yes, who's there? This? She is. Hi, Andy. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you? Oh, um, <laughs> hi. Life treating you well? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Why are you calling? Well, I hope we're not disturbing you. We just wanted to talk about a certain man in your life. Sure. S- see what your <laughs> feelings were about Jeff. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> now, what happened there? Because according to Jeff, you guys hit it off. I mean, you'd been out a few times. and uh, Yeah. yeah. And the last time he saw you was at the Super Bowl party. I know the Bengals had lost, and you were kind of bummed about that. But I, Oh, I, really? He noticed that I was bummed? That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, he noticed. Are you still in mourning? Because he hasn't heard from you since, and he's beginning to wonder what happened to you. It, it has been weeks. Oh, my God. He... <sighs> Read the room, Jeff. I love the Bengals. I've been a fan my entire life. My whole family is a huge fan. It's like the thing that we've always done together, you know? Right. Um, so getting to the Super Bowl was, it was huge, especially after the first, last few years with the pandemic. We just like, we needed a win. Do you uh, know what I mean? Sure. And when we lost the game, like I was crying. My friends were crying. We were just, like, we were crushed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Jeff was just like, He's just like laughing at us and being like a dick about it. You know, it was just very like, oh, well, there's the Bengals we know. Like, oh, blowing it up at the last minute with mistakes and oh. they're idiots and they're terrible. And it's like people are crying in front of you. Like, shut up for like two seconds. Ah, just, he's one you know of I mean? those. Yeah. And like, I, I get friendly banter. A little smack talk. But like, if people, if somebody you care about or you know, should be starting to care about is crying in front of you and not taking your teasing well, then like notice and stop it. Read the room. Mm. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Read the room. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and it was in front of my family and friends, too, and they were like, wow, you brought this guy, and he's a dick, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's bring Jeff into the conversation. Jeff. Yeah, I'm just saying what everybody in Cincinnati is thinking. You know what I mean? Like, it sucked. We all wanted them to win, but they totally blew it. And that's like what they always do. And we all know this. And I feel like I'm the only one who had the balls to even say it. No, I disagree. I don't think they blew it. Even if they did, why are you turning on them like that? You were at a party with real fans and real fans were sad but we're still proud of our team it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound Jeff. right yes exactly i'm not gonna paint everything with like rose-colored glasses you know like i mean i'm not gonna lie about how i feel about what i saw and how and okay. the history of that team and i mean I'm, I'm just not one of those people you know the ones that are like all the time looking at everything like it's, uh, you know, the positive side of, of them. No, I mean, they blew it. I mean, if you're going to love the team, you have to be in for, like, the long, hard life with them. And, okay, I mean, but then it shut up. Wh- shut up in the moment when you need to shut up. 
you can feel whatever you need to feel, but sometimes it's just not your turn to talk, and it was not your turn to talk. I mean, Jeff, be honest. Are you just not a Bengals fan, or was that just anger from a very frustrated fan? I think that I'm, like, years-long frustrated with this team. Long-suffering. To the point where, yeah, I'm just, like, to pick scabs with the Bengals. Well, you do, know, the, you like, know, do the scabs they, and the scars run so deep that you can't just appreciate where they got this year? I totally do. It's just like, but I mean, for it to go down like it went down, I was just, I was just kind of like same old, same old. And maybe it's just like not right to laugh at it, but I'm not going to sit there and, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even think they were going to get to the Super Bowl, let alone get a chance to almost win it. But at the same time, it's just like, I'm not going to, be all emotional about it in a sad way. Okay. Well, and you don't have to be, but you have to recognize that other people around you are having feelings and that you should maybe respect those and be kind about them. They were sad and you were angry and disgusted, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Just, it just was so typical to me. Okay. I'm sure you're not the only one that feels that way. So we were in Northern California when the Bengals play, I guess that would have been the Titans game. They were down at one point during the game and evidently I guess there was either a fan or a former fan from Cincinnati and they're like, oh, there go the bungles again. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, shut up! Just shut up! That's when Kristen piped in and said, hey now! Straighten up! Yeah. So is this irreparable? No chance of a second? It doesn't sound like he's feeling very contrite. Yeah, it's a, I mean, if he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that was hurting your feelings, it'd be one thing, but he's just sort of like, screw your feelings. <laughs> so I, I think that's not a good sign for oh, things okay. to come. Hmm. All right. I'm sorry, Jeff. Yeah, we tried. Well, I just wanted to know what was up, and now I do. So see you around. Yep, see you around. Jeez. That's cold. <laughs> Take care, guys. Who day? Who day? I get the long-suffering part, but... Again, hopefully the first of many Super Bowl appearances right. that won't end the way that did. That's right. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I am the type of person who goes crazy when, well, we talked about socks this morning. If I'm missing a sock and I can't find it anywhere and I got that one loose sock all by itself sitting in a drawer and I don't want to get rid of it because I know the minute I toss it that I'm going to find that other sock. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of sad about this truly, Jeff, is that all of your socks are just basically... White tube socks. Yep, they're just basic, cheap white tube socks that I got in a 12-pack at Target. (laughs) So it's not like they're special or fancy or pattern. No personality to them at all whatsoever. They're just white socks. They don't have funny designs or anything like that. Nothing cool about them at all. Just your basic white. Yep. Still bothers me, though. Yeah. If I'm missing one. Because you wonder, where did it go? I'm just that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a word for that? Probably. <laughs> Anal? Uh, obsessive. Not, maybe probably. obsessive, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, Jacob can relate to this because Jacob... Oh, uh, we we had a couple of incidents last summer that were... He got really worked up. He lost two different socks, like, in one weekend. And oh. uh, was all, like, and I think they were a couple of his favorites. And yeah. so he was, yeah, and he wanted to, because, you know, he wanted to know where they were. So, I mean, we tore the house apart 
looking for those socks. And it had been a weekend that we had, uh, we had just been at my mom's house. So I had to call my mom and have her tear up her house in Illinois looking to see if maybe we had left one sure. there. So, I mean, he was really upset about it. So we knew we had to come up with some kind of solution. And, uh, we did. I found those little bags, you know, you can get bags for your delicates. Right. That you put in. They're like, like a mesh. put bras in there yeah. so that they don't get wrecked. Yeah. So these mesh bags and we put all, he puts all of his socks. As soon as he takes them off, he puts them in the mesh bags and then Problem washes solved. the. Problem solved. That's and then we wash. Brilliant solution. And what's funny is I shot a video of me giving him these bags and it's got like 1.5 million views on Facebook. Yeah, people are bored. (laughs) Yes, they are. (laughs) But in the same way that I'm, because so I mean, I relate to like I'm. I would never make fun of that because I get it. Yeah, like I know that just is one of those things. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to lose things. Anything. I mean, there's there's no value to it other than just it's it's a sock. It's a white sock in my case. No, who knows? Could be a lucky sock. You know what else bugs me? What is if I have like. You know, a dollar or two left on my Skyline gift card. Mm-hmm. I will go to Skyline. Just to use it up? Just to use, just so I can get rid of it. You buy, mm-hmm. buy some of those mints? Whatever. I mean, I'll probably get like a three-way or whatever, but yeah, the point is, is I can't. You're not going like to waste that sense. dollar. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's not enough to maybe necessarily get something on the menu other than the mints. Mm-hmm. But I got to kill it completely. Yeah. So I will go and I will buy something. Now, a lot of people have gift cards that maybe they've used most of, but they have a little bit left on it, like that Visa gift card from the holidays that's maybe got $2.10 left on it. Mm -hmm. You really ever going to use that someday? Or how about this option? There is now a way to consolidate those cards and turn them into Amazon money by transferring those gift cards to your Amazon gift balance. Huh. Now, you can't do it with Skyline or, uh, you know, your macaroni grill gift card. But you can use it for things like a Visa gift card. Okay. Here's how you do it. You go to your Amazon account settings and you find gift card balance and just click reload your balance. And it's basically your Amazon wallet that you're transferring the money to. So you just type in the amount left on your gift card and click buy now and then change your payment method and add it as a new credit card. And boom, you're done. There you go. But again, only things like Visa gift cards work for that little trick. But when it asks for the name of the card, you just type gift card or whatever it says on the front. And then you enter your own billing address and then place your order. So what it does is it transfers the money to your Amazon balance, which nice. you're going to use You use Amazon all the time. Heck yeah, daily. And you can use that even if it's just to get a few bucks off of whatever you buy next. Nice. You're welcome. That's neat. I'll take a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. Because I, that's, that's, I mean, if I had the choice, you know, I would just use the... Skyline gift card to get more Skyline. And since you can't use it on Amazon, then Damn. that just means another trip to the Skyline drive through for me. It's a cool tool, though. No, it's a, it's a cool tool to know that you can do that with those cards, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 821, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. So basically, this game works uh, like this. We give you a letter of the alphabet, and if you can answer 10 questions in 30 seconds that begin with that letter, we will give you 
a $1,000 Skyline gift card. Ah, no, <laughs> that's not no? true. Okay. Stop fibbing. But you would have it forever. If there was such a thing, Well, you would probably have that. And you are certainly free to take your $1,000 in cash and purchase and Skyline gift cards. Skyline. Sure, maybe you want to gift it to everyone you know. Skyline's pretty inexpensive, though. You'd probably have that for a very long can, time. It can and take you away, depending on how much you Inside bar tomorrow is National Chili Day. That's true. So That's we true. we wear Skyline gear. Yep. Yep. All right. Caller 20 gets to play. 513-749-2320. Good luck. So cash, then we'll just give them cash. They can buy their own thing, Okay, fine. I'm doing good. Chris sent in a note. He said he loses socks too, but uh, he said basically like pull out your drawers, check your drawers because sometimes they can get stuck, you know, in between like the drawers of your nightstand or your bureau or wherever you keep your socks. Yeah, sometimes in your clothes, like slacks, like if you if when you're laundering, like static. Yeah, found that before. Yep, that's what happens to me. And then you'll be at work, and then you'll be like, wait a minute, what is that? And then you pull out this sock. From inside your shirt. And there it is. Yep. There you go. Or something else, you know. Mm-hmm. So true. It's happened with underwear yeah. once or twice. Yep. After being at work for six hours. Right. Find it around your ankle. <laughs> well, how's your Wednesday going, Margie? So far, it's pretty good. It'll be, be you know, it'll be better once this is over. I'm a little nervous today, so. You're nervous about playing this game? Yeah, I haven't played in a while. So. Ugh. Are it's you feeling bit- just out of practice a little bit? Well, that's okay. You know, it's fun to play. Yeah, we'll make it happen for you. All right. We'll do our best to get you a big fat $1,000. Let's give her a good letter, Jeff. All right, let's see what you got. Opening up your envelope here. And today, today you got a vowel, best vowel you could ask for. You got the letter E. E it is. All right. Uh, You also get one free pass, so you only need to get nine. That's helpful. Yeah, I like seconds. that. Nice. All right. Yep. We've right. had $1,000 winners with the letter E in the past. That is true. He's All not right. fibbing. It is achievable. So I'll put, let's see, 30 seconds on the clock. And I won't start that timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. All right. So here we go with the letter E. Name something you buy at the drugstore. Egg. Something pink. Um, pass. A tool. Um, pass. Home decor. Um, eggplant shells. A clothing item. Um, eagle shirt. Something creamy. Ooh, pass. A school. Um, Edgewood. A city. Um, Egypt. Something frozen. Um, Egg bread. A body part. Oh, an elbow. Mm. Yeah. I'm choked. Oh, sorry. That's I didn't a... mean to say that. <laughs> Egypt? Egypt, yeah. I was yeah. thinking uh, maybe Erlanger. 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 Yeah, Edgewood. Ellesmere. Yeah, Ellesmere would have yep. worked. Yep. Um, a tool that starts with an E. Yeah, I don't know. An ed- is there like an How edger or an something? Electric. Ed- yeah. An electric. Electric saw. Anything. Oh, yeah. Electric. Yeah, yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, it was fun anyway. Thanks, guys. Oh, you bet. We appreciate you trying, and we'll do it again same time tomorrow around 820. Okay, have a good day. You, you take care. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Yeah. Sheila said there is an Egypt, Ohio, FYI. Is there? Yes. Ah, who knew? There is. Yeah, I guess you could safely assume 
you know, there's probably an Egypt somewhere in the U.S., yeah. if not Ohio. I mean, I'm from Cuba, Illinois, and there's Cubas all over the place. That's right. There's a Cuba, Missouri. There's a Cuba, a Cuba New York. Yeah. Not far from the family lake house. I think there might be a Cuba, Ohio. I'm not 100% sure, hmm. but I think there might be. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those. Just like, you know, anytime you tell somebody you're from Cincinnati, ah! Oh, do you work at WKRP? You know, as, as mm-hmm. often as we hear that, it's like grow. when I left home and went out into the world and people would ask where I was from, do you know Fidel Castro? <laughs> that look on your face. Every yeah, time. Yeah, I see him at the Peoria yes, Mall every he's Thursday. he's my uncle. See. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. People always think they're the first ones with the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They think they're so clever. But I always enjoy <laughs> telling him, close, I work for WKRQ. I know. Off by one letter. For what that's worth. I know. <laughs> yep. So I'm going to blame this on shows like the Great British Baking Show and Chop. 63% of the people polled think that their cooking at home could conceivably compete with professional celebrity chefs. That's pretty good if that many people are that confident in their cooking. I don't know if I could compete with celebrity chefs, but I definitely think I could have a diner somewhere on Montgomery Road that would be better than some of those other diners on Montgomery Road. Yeah, you could pull it off, make a buck yeah. or two maybe. What part of what stretch of Montgomery Road? Any, yeah, <laughs> any of them. Just, you know, you've been to a restaurant before and you're like, hey, is the blah, blah, blah homemade? And they're like, yeah. And then you get a burger that's like totally out of a Gordon Food Service frozen strip of burgers. You're like, I asked you if this was homemade. Right. Do you not know what that means? Mm-hmm. From scratch. Maybe you need to say from scratch. Does anyone know what that means? Probably not. Not everybody. So I'm just saying I can make a homemade burger. I made them last night. They were freaking incredible. Would you say that's probably your your greatest? No, I don't know. Like if if you could make something as good as a celebrity chef or something close to it, out of all the things you make, would it would it be say maybe your chili or barbecued ribs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sauce like my sister excels at lasagna. Really? Yeah. Is that like the only thing that she makes really really good? But. Or are it's, there other well, things? Well, I've had it. I haven't had all, I mean, I haven't sampled that much of her cooking because we live in separate parts of the country, but that's something that she prides herself her on. Her signature dish. Yeah, and I can confirm it is excellent. Yes. If you had a signature dish, what would it be? Rice. <laughs> <laughs> I just microwave it in that pouch for 90 seconds and, and it is boom. fluffy and perfectly cooked. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say, so when I had a grill... Before I moved in with Kristen, I had a grill on my back deck that I had purchased new. And I, you know, auditioned the grill a few times. Like, you got to kind of, because every grill is different. Kristen and I had the same grill, but hers ran much hotter than mine. If you had the knobs and set it up exactly the same way as Mm -hmm. mine, her ran hotter. Yeah. So I would tend to burn things on her grill that would come out perfect on my grill. Okay. But. Uh, I would take a, a fillet that I would get at Kroger, mm-hmm. and I would put it on the grill, and I would make it perfect. So it had like a, a nice seared crust on the outside, and it was just the the, the perfect rare steak that I like on the inside. Mm-hmm. And you're walking Juicy around and going, I could cook for Jeff Ruby's. Yes, <laughs> I really am. I have. That I get a whole mind. of the quality of meat they got in that joint and the cooking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What about you? 
Oatmeal. I wouldn't probably. At my no, you make you make. You're not that dumb in the kitchen. You, I am a that few dumb things. in that kitchen. You've learned to cook. I a few am that dumb in the kitchen. I don't know no, if you're, you're not, not really. You're not that dumb. You just don't want to do it. I'm not inspired. <laughs> you just don't want to do it. I it's when you like, were making overnight oats, those were pretty good. Yes, I can make overnight oats. There we go. That That's could be something. It is something. I would agree that you that have is to something. actually make it. You're not just opening yeah. a package. Yeah. I get like really grossed out by Rami, like this latest kitten that has come into my home, Chief Biggin. Biggin is a Maine Coon and came to me on a raw diet. So it's just like gross, like the raw meat. How they eat just, while. Well, and, the, and it is. I mean, he just inhales it. It's the wild. It is. It's like wild animal in the wild. Yeah, you sent me a video of this cat <laughs> eating. And you would think that the video was sped up. Yeah. It's not. Voracious. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like. And noisy too, which is funny. It's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of weird, but I get freaked out. Like, oh my God, that raw meat touched this or touched this, or I got to wash this fork 14 times because I don't want, I'm so worried about all the different diseases you can get from raw meat. So I can't even imagine cooking every day with raw meat. I couldn't do it. Mm. What about like a baked mac and cheese dish? Are you ever inspired to like find a recipe and try to follow? I'm never inspired to take the time out of my day and spend it in that way. That's what DoorDash is for. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we'll order like a side dish. Like one night, you know, we were at Ruby's and we we got near the end of our meal. We said, hey, can we order a mac and cheese to go Mm -hmm. that we'll use on a side dish at our next meal at home? Sure. Perfect. And some things are even better the next day. I know. And pasta is usually one of those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're a busy person, Jen. Lots and to some, do, Tim. And sometimes, Lots and to sometimes do. I know you're a little stressed out because you got so much to do. That, I will tell you, is why I do like cooking because it is a way to check out and turn every other part. It's meditative for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I get that. It could be for you. Probably not because it's stressful. It's like How? I because I always miss a step or forget to do something or it's just you eat it anyway. It's you know put more salt at the end. You know everybody's good at something, <laughs> and I have just accepted that that is not my something. Yeah, I'm never good at first, especially when it comes to cooking. You know, there's always something I screw up or I heated the pan too long or some variable that I didn't anticipate that wasn't mm-hmm. in the instructions, but. Usually after the second or third try, you figure it out. Okay, that burner runs hot, or I need to use a different pan for this. And- Skyline sent over these boxes for chili day tomorrow, and they had a little bag of chili in there mm-hmm. and some, some recipe cards. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Skyline Pizza. Mm. And I was like, oh, I could maybe do that. We had some friends over last night. I was like, I'll make that for the appetizer. Mm-hmm. And I just started making it. I bought one of those Kroger brand pizza crusts, which, mm-hmm. by the way, was excellent. 
And uh, I just started putting the stuff on top and putting it in the oven. And Chris goes, did you read the directions? Aren't you supposed to, like, cook it first and then you put the stuff on? Oh, geez. Totally. That's what you're supposed to do. I said, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. It was great. <laughs> it, it worked out. So the point being, if you mess it up, you can Here, it still I, could be good. You know what's really fascinating about it? If you are someone like me who doesn't cook and doesn't have any interest in cooking, it is amazing how many people judge you for that and try to convince you that you could do it or you should do it or shame on you for <laughs> not doing no it. Shame. No I, shame. Well, maybe not you guys, but other, I mean, it is, it's like one of those, put it on my list. You know, it's, it's like how people in couples are with single people or how people with children are with couples who don't have children yet. It's like in my ear all <laughs> and you know, with you, you're single and can't cook. So I know. You're getting it from both ends. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, it ain't easy being you. It is not. Thank nope. you for finally recognizing that. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> By the way, we we're just talking about Jen's main Coon cat who was on a raw, or is still kind of on a raw food diet until you get him transitioned over is that the plan well no he'll always be on a raw food diet it's just a little bit it's not like it's part just barely cooked i see versus like completely red and bloody and raw yeah and he's probably out of all your cats probably the most aggressive when it comes to getting his hands to on eating? people food uh he yeah he wants to eat everything yeah so Gracie's not like that. Gracie wants nothing to do with people food, even if I got a piece of fish out. Mm-hmm. Wow. The only exception to that rule is tuna in a can. Mm. Or, as I learned yesterday, because I was on a liquid diet, or no, day before yesterday, mm-hmm. I was on a liquid diet because I had the colonoscopy yesterday. Long story. They say clear broth. Okay. Chicken broth mm-hmm. is allowable. Isn't that just tasty and fun? I know, but at least it's, it's something. something savory. Right. That cat, I put that thing down on the table. That cat jumped up and shoved her face right into my cup. Uh-huh. Without, and I'm like, hey, 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 hey. And she took off because she knew she was wrong. Uh- <laughs> it was so funny. Like, she had the telltale it was all wet over nose. Her face. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? She never does that. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. Biggins into everything. Yeah. He's funny. How do I spell biggin? I'm I'm posting this video right now. B-I-G-G-U-N. He's a biggin. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I know. You got to see that cat eat. (laughs) We'll post it. It's up. It's up. It's up. Which page? Jeff and Jen Facebook page. (laughs) And make sure the sound is turned on. Yeah, you got to hear it. (laughs) Enjoy. And it's savage. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.